Hello, and welcome to Big Light Podcast, Reflections on Living into Our Soul's Essence. This is Amy L. Landor, and I am your host and guide. Welcome. Today is my first podcast, and I thought it would be appropriate to talk about courage, the courage to take new risks, to make changes, and to live into your heart's truth to follow your spirit's passion and the authenticity that is already within you. So I have been on this journey in Europe for about six months. I left in May of 2018. I left Vermont and I had known for a while that I wanted to travel in Europe and I wanted to live abroad and live as a global citizen. However, I didn't have the resources and things weren't in the timing of it to happen. So I stayed in America for 30 years beyond the last time I was in Europe. I was in Europe when I was 19. And as many of you know, I traveled around the United States. I've lived in many states of the union for the past 30 years. And the time came when I had the resources and the ability to travel abroad and work abroad. As I work for myself, I set up my practice so that I could do my sessions over the phone with people. So I had been, it had been in the works to create a lifestyle where I could travel the world and do my sessions and teach and write and do what my heart was called to do. So one of the neat things about this trip, um, as I was planning it, is that I only had three weeks of a year-long journey planned. And I had an idea that I I wanted to be in Scandinavia. Scandinavia was always calling me Denmark, Sweden. So I had that as a a general, like, oh, I want to play in that area. And I had I had done a bit of research where I'd see if I could be a student in a university, and I sort of had preliminary ideas. But most importantly, I knew I just needed to go over there. And so I literally had three weeks of a year-long journey planned. You know, I knew that I would start. I had a very close college friend in Sweden, and she was incredibly gracious and lovely and said, why don't you start in Sweden, start your journey in Sweden? I said, okay, but I want to actually stop in Iceland first (laughs) because I had heard about these amazing thermal pools. Shout out to the Blue Lagoon, if any of you have been there. And I knew that I, you know, I just had this fantasy to go to Iceland in the past few years. So basically I said, okay, I'll start out in Sweden, but I'm going to make a, you know, a few days stop in Iceland, which I did, and it was amazing, and I soaked in these incredible thermal pools and ate very expensive Icelandic soup. (laughs) They get you there cheaply, and then it's a very expensive island, but definitely well worth it and beautiful and very interesting topography and just a fascinating, yeah, the land is very fascinating and beautiful. So I started, and then I came to Sweden, and settled in here for a bit and reconnected with my friend and then made my next step, which was to go to the Netherlands and meet another friend. And I passed through Southern Sweden and I went to Copenhagen for a few days and then met my friend. And then the three weeks that I had planned came to an end and I had 
But, you know, I had the rest of my time to create. What I really want to say about this whole journey is I have heard over and over again, people tell me how courageous I am. Like, wow, you know, you didn't, where are you going? And how do you know where to go? And you're doing this as a single woman. And, and just over and over, people have talked about my courage. And I admit, I mean, I have been through, I won't go into detail, maybe in another podcast, but I've been through some harrowing things during the past six months um, that required an amazing amount of courage um, and resilience and resourcefulness. However, when people say that to me, what I know about the word courage, it comes from uh, Latin, core, C-O-R, core, for heart. And so what I hear people saying when they say you're courageous is, oh, you're living from your heart. That's how I interpret it. And because we live in a culture, many of us live in a culture that asks us to mm, live from our mind, that we are, we are brought up in many cultures to live from our mind and we live out of other people's ideas or other people's programming about what we should do and shouldn't do. Those are mental constructs. So to actually live a life that is intuitively from the heart is not actually something we're taught. And I think people are starting to wake up culturally and in spiritual communities. And I've seen amazing parents teach, start to teach their children to come from their feelings and their heart. And so there is definitely an awakening on the planet where more and more people are uh, learning that that is uh, the other way is not working and that um, people are starting to drop more into their body and into their heart and live from that place. So when I create my year, and I'm still in process, like right now I am in Sweden and I just come from a very challenging um, three months in England. There were many positive things about it. And there were challenging things because, as some of you might or might not know, I'm a spiritual teacher and counselor, and most of my studies have been in spirituality and psychology. But for me there, um, there was a lot of dark history, past lives. I experienced many past lives there, but also the history of England is rather dark as well. And as a sensitive, I felt that pretty intensely, much more intensely than I thought so when people think of England, they think of gentle countryside and sipping tea, and I had a very different energetic experience there, um, which is part of my journey is to go to different lands. Every, every land has energy. I mean, energy is everywhere, but every piece of land has energy. And when we go certain places, certain places resonate. Why does one place resonate for some person and not for another? There's energy there that with our own soul can either resonate or it can be dissonant. So it was challenging. And I then came back. I left England early and am now in Sweden. So I'm actually here and I don't know what my next step is. And this is one of the juiciest places in creating this trip is the not knowing. Because what it requires me to do, and this is 
really the core of this podcast is that it requires me to listen, listen really deeply and intensely to my soul. And I will unfold this in further podcasts, but the core of my teaching, the core of my beliefs is that we are soul embodied, that we are of the divine, we are of the light and of consciousness, and anything shy of that, anything shy of our abundance and joy and peace and self-love and big love, all those good things, anything shy of that is usually mental construct, programming, negative thought that's perhaps trying to keep us safe on some level. But but anything shy of that isn't, it's not that it's not real, because it obviously feels very real in our bodies, but to be able to distinguish between certain thought patterns and our soul's voice. So that's really the core, in a nutshell, that's the core of what I do, is is distinguishing what is our soul's voice, what is our heart's song, and what is a thought that is distracting us from our heart song, a thought that is preventing us from living into our truth. So this journey has been an incredible backdrop where I've challenged myself to listen to my heart song, to listen to my soul's voice, because I've had to, you know, it's, and, and I, and it's funny when I, when I track my life experience where I put challenges in my way, I create a certain level of challenge because I want to be able to hear my heart song and I want to be able to listen to it. It's like a muscle. I want to be able to attune it, tune it and attune it to uh, who I am. So you know, I will be in a, a place and I'll be challenged by many, you know, many new places that I've lived. And then it gets to a point where it's like, okay, I've met the challenge and it's time to move on. So this journey in Europe has very much been, sure, it's been about seeing amazing places and being in different cultures and amazing, you know, meeting amazing people and eating incredible French cheese. <laughs> like, wow, already with the cheese. Um and, uh, you know, of course, I mean, it's Europe, so there's been many great experiences. But m- more importantly, it's, a, it's kind of a world stage for me to play on where I've had to listen intently to, to my soul's being. So, yeah, I'm in this super juicy place right now where I don't know what the next step is. And I do know, this is what I do know about my soul and my body right now is that I need to rest and I need to go in and I want to write and I want to do more podcasts and it's the winter and it's cold in Sweden and so I want to curl in and that is in right order for me. And because I trust my process and I trust my body and I trust my soul's voice that I'll know when my next step needs to be created. And I feel very grateful for that process. So I'll just tell you a quick story. I was on a plane coming from England to Sweden, and it had been a very long day. It had been already a 10-hour day of taking a taxi out of Oxford to get the bus and then the bus to London. And it was late, and I had to, you know, 
find another bus quickly because I had to get to the airport and it was just one sort of ah I, one point I fell asleep on the bus and then we arrived at the airport and I was just so discombobulated and you know I had to pull my stuff together and then get through security and it was just a very kind of crazy 12-hour travel day and when I'm sitting on the plane you know all I can think about is just eating my dinner and meditating and perhaps reading a book. And however, there was this very curious woman next to me who's Swedish living in London. And, you know, there's always that interesting moment on a plane or a bus when someone's sitting next to you and you really just want to put your eye fold over and go to sleep or you want to, you know, it's this choice. Do I talk to the person or do I stay in my space? And some people are obviously more engaging than others. And she was so curious about what I do as a clairvoyant and spiritual teacher and So she just kept asking questions and it was so delicious to have someone really ask good questions and be genuinely curious. And you could see her soul just kind of waking up to this whole other realm of possibility. She, you know, works as an operations manager in a startup. And so she utilizes obviously a different part of her brain and, but actually, um, her questions were quite visionary in content. So, so I was explaining everything. She just, you know, wanted very curious and kept asking questions. And then she said something really, really profound. She said, you know, I wanted about two years ago to make a move out of London. She says, I have this love-hate relationship with London. She said, for her, she says, this is, you know, she comes from a small town in Sweden and she said London just gave her this, you know, she'd been living there for 12 years and it was just an opening. And London, she says, you can create anything you want in London. Sort of had the energy of like New York or San Francisco. You can create anything there. She said, but it also just sucks your soul, the cement, the coal, the, you know, she says, I just have this love-hate relationship. And she says, yeah, I was, I was just, you know, about two years ago, I was going to, I had it all set up. I was either going to move to Amsterdam or Barcelona. And, you know, I was just right, right about ready to go. I was about to jump into that risk. And I said, oh, well, what stopped you? And she said that she felt responsible for her friends. I said, oh, what do you mean by that? And she said, well, I just... At first, she diminished it. She was like, I knew that it was, she says, it wasn't the fear. Oh, that's what I was asked. I said, oh, was it fear? She said, no, I was tracking that it wasn't that I was afraid. She says, I, 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 like, I, t- I like to take risks. She says, it wasn't the risk. She said, it was that I felt responsible for my friends. So it opened up this great conversation, which, you know, I hope she was able to then take on or take with her process. And, and I looked at her and I said, sure, I understand that it sounds like you have some deep friendships that you've made here. And I said, true friendship, true friendship is where another person sees your heart sees that you need to go create something and blesses and loves you in that process. That your friendships are foundationally built on the idea that there's joy in you 
becoming further who you're meant to become, that you're living more into your soul's essence. And that sometimes we make choices that people can't join us on that part of the journey, that a relationship is contingent on someone staying or someone being a certain way, and that when we actually need to step into another aspect of our soul's expression, not everybody can join us. And there's certainly grief there, but the question you know, that I pose to her is around, you know, when you live into your soul's expression, are there people who will support you in that so that you can take that next step of growth and passion towards the things that you want to do and realize that, yes, some people will obviously have feelings and they might be able to work through those feelings of sadness, grief, jealousy, uh, whatever it might be. Uh, however, ultimately, true good <laughs> spiritual contracts with, with people that are your beloveds or care about you, they will bless you on your journey. So it was just a great conversation for her to, for me and for her to look at what it means when we decide to live into our soul's experience, uh, even when those around us have feelings about it. So what I want to do in the last bit here is play with this idea with you around uh, what it means for you to step into your soul's voice, what it means for you to live into your soul's, to live into your heart's passion. So if you'll just take a moment and just feel your breath and feel your feet on the ground. And if you're driving, don't close your eyes. <laughs> You might be walking when you're listening to this, but you can still feel your feet on the ground, feel your breath. And if you're sitting and you're in a space to close your eyes, do so. I just want to play with this concept of courage, which is about the heart and about our soul's expression and about listening to that part of ourselves that knows. So take a moment and just feel yourself align with the earth, with your crown, your head. You can feel that alignment of you connected to the sky and connected to the earth. And take a moment and feel into a passion, an idea that you have wanted to explore or materialize for a really long time. Something that seems like a what we would call a wild dream. And see if any pictures come up, any visions. Because what I know about the soul is that she is, I'll use she, just because I'm a woman. <laughs> so for the man, you can use he, you can translate that for yourself. What I know about the soul is that she already knows what your, what your dreams are. She already knows what you desire. It's already in the fabric of your being. So it's not actually where you have to go out and look for it. That's the brilliant piece. She's already there. She's already telling you in so many ways where you need to take a step. She shows up in your dreams. She shows up with people saying something, you're like, oh my gosh, or a symbol or a vision. 
So the great news is that she's already present and it's the noise that we need to clear to hear her. So take a moment and think about what that is, that, that desire, that heart's passion. It could be writing your first screenplay. It could be joining a basketball team at midlife. <laughs> it could be uh, traveling to Europe. But allow yourself to feel into what that dream is. And then see if there's any picture that comes up, a color, a picture. We all experience spirit in different ways. Some people feel it. They feel it in their belly. So maybe you have a feeling or maybe you see a picture. Maybe you hear your soul. She's telling you. She speaks through your ear. So whatever that is, just take a moment and be with that. And as you're with it, there will always, <laughs> because we're human, there will always be the negative voice, the judgmental voice, the protective voice, the voice that has a thousand excuses. So just be aware of that voice. Be aware because it comes in and says, you can't, oh, that person, you don't have enough money, you know, whatever. It just, there's always that voice. And so it's not that it's bad that it's there. It's that we want to learn to quiet it so that our soul's voice becomes louder and stronger and more present. Because that's where joy is. <laughs> that's where your heart is. So just be aware if, if those negative voices are coming in, just be aware of them. And you might want to just imagine a dial and just turn them down for a little bit. And perhaps you can do this longer in meditation. It can take as long as you need to do this. I'm just sort of giving a little intro meditation. But perhaps make a promise to come back to this, to come back to that dream, whether you do it longer in meditation or where you spend some time writing it down. But make a promise to it. And maybe today after today, you'll take one step closer, which could be just giving it, giving it air room, giving it a voice. It could be going online and researching a trip or researching a little bit, even just one little step towards that screenplay. Because when we strengthen that muscle, when we put energy, I like to call it putting quarters in the machine, which, which, which are you going to put quarters into, the one that's love in your heart or the one that's fear? So I like to put quarters in the love machine. <laughs> so when you strengthen that muscle, really, miracles happen. Miracles happen. So with that, you can take a deep breath. Once again, feel your feet on the floor, feel your heart, feel your essence. And I wish for all of you many miracles and blessings. And to wrap up, I want to thank everybody for listening today on the story of courage. And you can find me at amyllandor.com. That's my website. I will spell that. That is A-M-I-E-L-L-A-N-D-O-R.com, emiellandor.com. 
I am also available for intuitive readings, workshop collaborations, and guided insight.